Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most cowardly podcast network. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched It Follows. It Follows is a 2014 supernatural psychological horror film written and directed by David Robert Mitchell. The story centres around Jay, who, after sleeping with her new boyfriend Hugh for the first time, learns that she is the latest recipient of a fatal curse that is passed from victim to victim via sexual intercourse. Death will now slowly stalk her steps in either the shape of a friend or a stranger, forcing her to always stay a few steps ahead or pass the curse onto someone else. We are once more joined by our good friend, Zoe Bellotta. Hi! Hi, guys! Hello! Hello! Brave friend Zoe. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> Pleasure. Thanks for suggesting this film. You're welcome. No, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one was an interesting one because I had not seen it, but Tom and Sean, I believe you both had. Yes. Yep. yep. Correct. And you were both actually quite taken with this film. I remember you being having more positive things to say about it. Yeah, awesome concept. Mm. Oh, it's rock solid Again, as we've established on this show, I love a horror movie where there are clear rules that I can follow to avoid dying. And in this case, celibacy is the rule. (laughs) (laughs) The way of life. Yep. Sweet, sweet celibacy. (laughs) No more fucking for this boy. I'm not getting got by a monster that does awful things to you and pisses a lot. ST Demon. (laughs) Oh, ST Demon. I like that. That's really good. Uh, That's very good. That's very good. How does it decide when to be clothed and when to be naked? (laughs) Like... There are so many questions about this monster. Just really the vibe, you know? Like, what? what's the... What's it feeling? Like, mm, no, it's a tits out day today. <laughs> yeah, you just got to read the room, you know, if you want to get your cock out or not. Kind of like real life, I guess. Really. <laughs> <laughs> but no, look, this was a this was a really good film. So thank you, Zoe, for suggesting it. What what was your first experience of of watching this film? I watched it when it came out. Um, I think when it got released. Which of the movies? No, I didn't. I didn't. I think when it got released on video on demand, me and yeah. and some friends watched it. I was very excited, and that was like I think it got released at that height of good horror that kind of started around 2015. So it was like that, mm-hmm. and like the Baba Dork and Get Out, and it was like horror was really having a resurgence with like mm. really story driven horror, and I really loved yeah, yeah. this piece 
as as a cinema lover, I was like, oh, it's not the scariest film I've ever seen, but it's definitely one of the most beautiful and cinematic horror films I'd seen in a really long time. And I was like, I've got lots of time for this film. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like the, the big sort of sweeping 360 panoramas that sort of um, really give you one the sense of dread but they're also genuinely beautiful and really i don't know kind of really give you a clear feeling for this film um it was really unique and and kind of like a special movie in still a very horrific way <laughs> Rewatching it for this i i found i don't know how but the film felt humid yeah no humid. it's damp it is a damp hot it is a, it is a damp hot film yeah it is a wow the, it's no good. Watch rewatching. I was like, I feel sticky. I could feel that like damp, sticky sweat that you get from being humid. And I was like, that's the vibe because the film is very purposely timeless. Mm-hmm. Um, weirdly, I think due to like um, the funding is very specifically d- Detroit. Yeah, it'd be eighties, wouldn't it? No, it's it's meant to be timeless. Like, but it's, you've got it's, things it's, like the TVs. They've got mobile phones. But yeah, there's mobile phones. That's yeah, okay, wow. And there's yeah. that weird little pocket thing the friend reads off. Yeah, yeah the little clammy but, thing that she's reading mm. her thing off. But no, so yeah, I actually read that. So the director David Robert Mitchell, um, that was obviously very purposeful where he he had things that were both sort of a little futuristic and then things that were in the past like and some of the cars are quite old and he did that to really sort of create that nightmare scenario when you're in a nightmare and Mm. you can't really you can't find your feet and the whole movie was purposefully done to sort of really enhance that nightmare experience and that's the same reason he didn't actually really give any kind of explanation towards the monster um because he just wanted to have that creepy nightmare scenario i think there's something like i love a good non-explanation i think some some of the most like boring parts of film are they're like and here's the law and here's the origin you're like yeah, yeah. i don't need that <laughs> i don't need that it's spooky in its own right like yeah. let it be less information is always better in a horror i think yeah that's really interesting because for me i'm the complete opposite where i want the law and I want the logic and I want the rules, but that's probably because I'm a coward. <laughs> I, want, I want to like ground it as much as possible so I can eliminate my fears. No, but they gave you the exact right amount in this. I think any more would have, would have dragged it down a bit. I don't really think this movie drags at all. I did notice watching it a second time. I like when I watched it the first time, I probably would have given it like a four and a half. It went down to a three and a half. And mm-hmm. I don't really know why. I think it's because I wasn't as scared, but that's probably because I was prepared for what was coming. Mm. But also just like, and we'll get into this a bit later, but some of the characters' decisions were so dumb mm. that it actually took me out of it for a second. And that was a bit annoying. Mm. Yeah. Well, you raise a really good point, Carney, that I wanted to ask you guys about, because obviously you both rewatched it. Um, and I also want to direct this question to you, Zoe. Like, I have yet to rewatch a scary movie because... Scaredy boys. Um, so I am curious. Like, obviously, it the logic would say that rewatching a scary movie isn't as scary. Yeah. So, what has been your experience rewatching scary movies? Has there been any that has managed to still instill fear in you? I think the beauty of horror is that, like that first experience, because it's so plot heavy, like mm. it's plot driven. I should say, like on a second watch, it's not as good. Like I remember. The Babadook, when that mm-hmm. came out, and I was like, yes, oh my God, best film. And it's still, like, one of my favourite films from the 2010s. I think it's a really, really strong piece. Mm-hmm. But on a second watch, once it came out on, like, video on demand, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. And I was like, 
oh, it's not as scary. I think when you know something's coming up, it, it, the tension doesn't build as much, so there's not as big mm. as a release. Yeah. I, I, had, I had the weird inverse to you, Sean, where on the second watch, I was able to enjoy it more because mm. I could just sit back and appreciate... The, the cinematography, the sound design, the score, and just all the like the layering. Like one of the things that I love about it most is that I've never watched a movie capture the weird that weird in between period where you're like just finishing high school, mm-hmm. coming out of high school, where you're like seventeen to like nineteen. No one's people are sort of treating you like an adult, but only to a certain extent. And everything's kind of a mess. <laughs> and it was kind of just a really nice yeah. like capturing of that, where again. Great thing. None of the adults are any fucking help. Yeah. None of them are fucking doing anything. Fuck them all. They're almost non they're non-existent really. Like the mum's in it, but barely. Like parents don't really have anything to do with this world. I think the director was also making like um specific choices to when they when the mum was in shot is to not show her full face. So they'd cut should be covered by something or should they'd only do like a shot from the nose or mouth down or something. Um to really illustrate how not present she was. Yeah. And and then I, of course rewatching it I got to just fully appreciate that final shot mm. which is so good of the two of them like she's finally like she's with someone who they like one another it's it's kind of nice. Yeah. And then there's just someone walking down the street behind them and it's like that could just be a man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also <laughs> Mm-hmm. What if it's not? And it never comes into focus. It's fucking spinning top from Inception all over again. I hate it. I love it, but I hate it. Just on the rewatch question, um, that was the mo- the ending was the most interesting part because I watched this several years ago whenever it came out, and I could have sworn that they they killed the monster in the swimming pool, and that was it. And I'd forgotten that. No, it's it's just following them forever. Like, am I to take it right that basically you can't beat it? So I just give up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's part of the nightmare situation where because you, you're so ignorant of the rules. And like you said, Tom, especially these kids, because they, they kind of they are on that brink of being a kid and being an adult. Um, they kind of don't know how to solve it. So they, they just go to their like, like we'd already seen it get shot and keep coming. Like it, it sort of put it back for about 10 seconds. But they still are treating it as this physical entity because... What what the fuck else are you going to do? You don't have any new information to sort of help you figure it out, which is, I, I think for me is what made it scary is that because we were so lacking in information, there wasn't that. Like in a, in a Stephen King sort of a horror, there'll be some Easter egg that's hidden in early and then once the characters finally realise, oh, we can use that to defeat the monster, then it's just a matter of actually enacting it and, and killing the beast. But for this one, they didn't have anything. No, no new clue had been given to them. They just had to kind of make it up as they went along. Yeah, and they were also kids, so they weren't making smart decisions. Like, I think when you... Yeah. Like, obviously, it's that iconic horror thing where, you know, oh, they always made the wrong turn, or they ran upstairs, or why didn't you call an adult? Mm. But they're, they're kids. Like, what were they going to do? Like, you're going to make dumb choices. Like, that a whole idea of just, like, we're going to chuck all this stuff in the pool, we're going to electrocute him. Mm. Like... Anyone, you know, older or a little bit more educated would be like, that That probably is not going to work. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. No, no, I respect I respect the pool strategy because I mean, like here's the other thing. I think honestly, we've now watched a few horror films. This may be one of my favorite horror monsters ever hmm. because the rules of it are so simple to understand. Yeah. You have sex with someone, you pass it on to them in order to get it away from you, you've got to have sex with somebody else to pass it along. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like this horrific thing that you have to willingly give someone else in order to save yourself. One, two, it always makes its way back down the chain though. Once it catches that person, it continues down the line. Yeah. Three, it's invisible to everyone but you. So even if you go to someone and be like, hey, this thing's following me, it's like, where is it? Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't try to hurt anyone else. It's not after anyone else. Mm. It's just it's it's coming for you. It'll look like someone you know, or it'll look like like just the nebulous nature of it makes it so fucking scary. It's like watching the thing all over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. It's such a beautiful concept in that simplicity where you can immediately, like, it's funny because I I did read one thing where Mitchell was saying when he was working on it, he kind of wouldn't discuss the plot with anyone because he said, when you say it out loud, it kind of sounds like the worst thing ever. <laughs> but then when you actually watch it, it works wonderfully. Like, it is such an engaging film right from the first point. And then as soon as you learn the scenario, you're like, oh, but you just walk away from it. But then, no, it's always coming. It will never stop and you will always need to stay ahead of it. And then all of a sudden, you, that really sets in. And it it gives you exactly what this movie gave you, which is just this constant dread and unease and un- inability to relax, really, at any mm. point. We don't find this out from watching it, but I'm just curious to, to know what you guys think. Is it a situation where if you were to get on a plane, it can manifest itself on the plane there with you? Or does it physically have to follow you every step of the way. So if you were to drive cross country, it has to walk across the whole country. So you might get a break for weeks and not see this thing. Or does it just show up? Uh, well, I actually read this. So this question has been posed to David Robert Mitchell and he said that the monster could potentially board a plane to follow the cursed person. Because it doesn't need a boarding ticket. Like, it, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. need to wait in the queue. So while you're sitting there on the tarmac, it's just shuffling along and will eventually just catch up to you. Mm. Oh, would there be anything anything more terrifying is you're sitting there like finally getting out and you look out the plane window and it's just slowly walking across the tarmac. Ooh, They're Tom. sealing the plane up and you're like, mm. if they seal this plane up and we take off, I'm fucked. If it gets to this and you then you start doing that thing of like you're panicking, so they arrest you. Yeah. Then they put you in a cell and then you game over. <laughs> yeah. Game over, yeah. man. Game but over. that sort of that sort of implies that it does have to physically travel the entire distance because yeah. you could just get in a car, drive thousands of kilometers to an airport while it's it's got to walk there that whole time. You get on a plane, then what does it do? How does it? I mean, it probably mm. gets on another plane and eventually comes to the country. But you can buy yourself a lot of time. It walks underwater. Walks through water. Yeah, but you can't ever settle. That's because that's the thing. They go to the beach house and it takes a day or so before it gets to them at the beach house. Yeah. Mm. Um, when it attacks them in that fucking terrifying jump scary bit where its mm. head just appears in the hot fuck. <laughs> As that little boy Yucky. who'd been perving on her at the start of the film. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the tall, creepy dude who just walks in behind <laughs> the friends in the oh. bedroom. That's the worst oh, that one. Scene. So all of the things it is is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that it can appear as people you know is next level. Like that kind of made me the most uncomfortable. Because I'm like, oh, now that that rule exists, we've got to see it happen, like, probably more than once. So, I was just waiting for Mm. someone to turn around and be the monster and us kind of not really know about it. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Uh, so I think we've answered this question, but were we scared? Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> was that, hang on, was that a yes, Zoe? This is good to know. This is good to know that brave people can be scared too. Yeah, the first time I watched it, I was scared. The first time, the first time I watched it, I was scared. This time, like you said, like it was more of an enjoyment of the cinematic qualities of the film. Mm. I think also for some reason in my weird dog brain, I was like, yes, <laughs> Brie Larson's the main character in this film. <laughs> okay. Don't know why I thought that, yeah. um, but that's what I thought. <laughs> okay. So you kind of just spent part of the film scratching your head going, when is Brie Larson <laughs> When's Captain up? Marvel coming? <laughs> you could have sworn it was Brie Larson. <laughs> I was like, because I really like, I really like a lot of the actors in this film, mm. and because because the the boyfriend, the original boyfriend, is is one of my favorite actors, mm. and rewatching that and realizing that he was in it was quite exciting. To be like, oh, that's Jake Wary. He's quite he's quite fun for me. Oh, cool. So you 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 had seen it, but this was was this one of his earlier films? So you kind of didn't really know his whole yeah. range yet. So that he, I ended up like. If you guys have ever seen it, like there's a TV uh, adaptation of Animal Kingdom. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm very easily bought with TV. <laughs> um, and I quite like that show. And he's one of the one of the siblings in that. And I was like, oh, yeah, very fun. And then <laughs> he's also in one of my favorite comedy horrors, which is Zombievers. Oh, yeah. Was that on your um, list as well? Your original list that you gave us? Yes. Great. Because you wanted fun ones as well. Oh, we should. Okay, like, yeah. we're gonna have to watch that one day because that sounds wild. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's insane. It's very stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, don't know if you want like I Zombievers is is a very stupid film that has great dialogue. <laughs> okay, I'm on board. Like that's all you need. The concepts in the title. Yeah, 
It's not a hard thing to follow, but the dialogue is just very silly and funny and I, very millennial, and I was, I've yeah, got a lot okay. of time for it. Oh, beautiful. All right. That one's definitely yeah. going on our list. Yes. Just add more. Yeah. yeah. Oh, our list is already ridiculously huge, and there's some real... There is someone there that... <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no non-starters for me. <laughs> just straight up, just Damo goes through every list we have with a red texture and goes, no. It's like every list we get just looks like a redacted government document. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, did our characters act wisely or foolishly? It's Look, this question is really hard to answer for this movie because mm. like, they do some dumb things, but also at the same time, again, as I said, there's no way to like really do anything cl- the, the, one of the cleverest characters in the movie is the is the Hugh the first boyfriend he's a genius mm, that's <laughs> a really good point he's worked it out he's a dog I mean he's a dog dog of a bloke but you've got to be a dog right because you've got to pass it on to somebody you would say that Tom you would immediately just go that's my option pass it on yeah I'll be I'll be coming around to your house with a bottle of wine and some chocolates and you'll be like what are you doing here Tom and I'm like oh <laughs> is Holly home <laughs> I'll be like Tom wait why are you wearing that sexy shirt you know I like? Oh, hello. Quickly, have to go now, though. Why are you in a hurry? No reason. There's definitely not a malevolent entity following me. <laughs> but take your pants off now. You know what I would question about Hugh mm. is his decision near the start of the film to even, like, to pay money to go and watch a movie. What are you doing in a cinema, mate? Yeah. With your back to the exit. That's a good point. Like, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. But he's, he's, I guess he's putting in the work to seduce... Uh, Oh, risky work. I'll tell you what, <laughs> it is. But- Which I thought was quite weird. I I thought it was quite a weird choice as well because I I watched this with my brother and he immediately turned to me and said, "Go to a prostitute." <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, that's which a- they yeah. do do at the end of the film, but like that would be your first because that way it just spreads real quick. Mm. You could sort of create all yep. those layers between yourself and the monster. Yeah. Like you want to go to like like a sex club or some kind of orgy and just oh, kind of really orgy's the way to go. Put yourself some distance. Yeah. I can't remember when this was, but I I just remember it happening. It might have been years ago, mm. but there was um, a woman from a European country. It might have been from Poland, I think, and she was going to set the world record for how many men she would have sex with in one day. Whoa. So across twelve hours, I think she had sex with like nine hundred men. Okay, were Guinness were Guinness Book of Records in on that? Were they uh, ready to throw that in their book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how you survive. You have you find her, and then she passes the the, the monster on to nine hundred different people. Yeah, and well, no, she only right. passes it on to one person. This is the thing. Wait, no, she passed. Oh no, fuck. No, yeah, you're right. Oh, this has so many holes in it. Oh no! Yeah, this mm. okay. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. The prostitute theory is great and all, because yeah, sure they'll have sex with another person after you, but then that person might not have sex. Then that might be their only sexual encounter for ages, and they also don't know they're being followed. Actually, that's the worst. Or you've got to be with. You guys got to do what they again. The kids act smart in the movie. In the end. The second guy she sleeps with is a huge fucking idiot because he's like, yeah. I'll just do it. I'll cop it. But then he doesn't yeah. change his behavior <laughs> yeah. in any way. And then his mum gacks him. So, you know, he, he fucking cops it. I think I, I feel like her friends also support her I in agree. a way too. I agree. Like her friends are pretty, those, her two girlfriends are pretty good. One of them's useless. I loved the useless <laughs> one. The book reader is useless. She just wants to finish Anna Karenina. What's the other, what's the guy who likes her? Is it Paul? The nerdy guy? Paul, yeah. He's a fuckwit. That bit in the swimming pool where he's oh, just yeah, that stressed me out. That stressed like, me out. <laughs> oh my god, he's 
Because you've got to imagine too, he can't see the thing that he's shooting. So his line of vision that that gun is aimed at yeah. is his yeah. friend's leg. Yeah. He's a fuckwit. <laughs> I mean, stressful situation, but still, <laughs> dickhead. What do we think about the fact that obviously had this, they had this grand plan to basically force it in the pool and then electrocute it. Except then as soon as the monster showed up, it realized their plan and just started piffing mm. these things at Jay. Like, so was that foolish or was that wise? I was kind of in two minds about that. When Hugh explains that he's like, it's not dumb, it's just slow. Mm. Like, so you, that like, the plan would have worked if it was like a zombie. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, yeah. a very classic kind of walking dead zombie. But like, this this thing is smart. It just it can only go at walking speed. Mm. What you want to do is put it in a box and put a lock on that box and bury that box. Oh, that's very good. That is very good. I like that immediately. Oh, It'll dig its way out, though, eventually, right? Fill the box with concrete, Tom. What's it going to do? It's not superhuman. Like, it had to break windows to get into houses. Mm. I mean, it is superhuman. It's invincible and invisible. <laughs> okay. Well, it's a little bit superhuman, but I do like this box idea. All right, let's just jump straight into what we, what we would do because that's very good, Zoe, and I like that a lot. So, for, my first question is going to be, which one of us has the monster? So... Zoe, as our very special guest, would you like to be the one who has it following it? I'd love an STD mint, please. Destroy it. You've got one. <laughs> got a big one. Come on, scaredy boys. You'll get an STD mint, everyone. It's <laughs> So cool. I've had some... And, and I did read that the law says that um, even if you use a condom, it still is transmittable. Oh, that's interesting. So I, in my best efforts, had tried to be safe, but still, still caught this. Yeah. Which is equal, possibly worse than chlamydia. I'm going to probably then- <laughs> say definitely worse than chlamydia because you can't take some medication <laughs> yeah. to get rid of demon sex ghost. Yeah, I think I'll take the clap over demon then- sex ghost. Yeah. <laughs> and then naturally you're thinking, what am I to do? So you come to your three most cowardly friends. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Because we are the ones most likely to believe her when she says an invisible monster is stalking me. Because we're like, yeah, no, that checks out. That's true. She would just have to say an invisible. And I'd be like, yep, got ya. Yep. What do you need? What do we do? Should we run? We're good at running. Let's start running right now. Let's start running. It can only walk. So if we run, we're in front. Zoe would probably be so switched on, though, that she would show up at our door already with like bags of concrete. And she's like, right, boys, let's get mixing. Let's let's bury this thing. <laughs> yeah. Time to commit a crime. <laughs> There's nothing better than being the crime friend. <laughs> I feel like you'd not you'd have to tell us some lies to begin with in that regard. Just be like, oh, I'm just mixing up some concrete to get a new driveway. And then once we've mixed the concrete, you're like, actually there's this demon sex monster after me and you guys are going to help. You're, now, you're yeah. now helping me whether you like it or not. And we're like, oh, we're halfway through. You've got to do it. <laughs> okay. So I want to, I want to unpick this plan a bit more. As we've established, it was clever enough to kick all of the appliances into the pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it clever? Like, how are we getting it to get into this box? Well, because if the other people can touch it, I think they've established that those who don't have it can touch it without mm. dying. And so if you chuck a towel and just kind of... like It's very strong, mm-hmm. as established in the film, but if you kind of... Have everything set up enough, like that you can chuck a towel, disorientate it, shove it in a box, lock that box. Maybe, just maybe, Mm. you'll be all right. Tom, imagine how scared you would be 
with your fingers fumbling over like the padlock, trying to lock the oh. padlock on the oh. box. I think it would get out and kill us. <laughs> I think we would... Zoe, I think we would screw it up. I'm so sorry. It wouldn't kill the three of us. No, nah, but it would get out and kill Zoe. <laughs> kill our buddy, mate. We don't want that happening. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we've established on this, this show that uh, I'm prepared to kill anyone and everyone. <laughs> <laughs> to save yourself or just for fun? <laughs> I mean, it's usually for cowardly reasons, but that's an excellent question. Tom, are you a sadistic asshole? No, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm easily, I'm easily persuaded. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can be convinced of anything. I am the perfect mark. If someone wants to, if anyone listening to this podcast wants to do a con, I'm you. Just con me. I'll believe it. You're, you're, you're a Zimbabwean prince. Here's my credit card. I don't know if you should be saying that, but uh, look, if. It's uh, tom.reed at gmail.com. So send him an email, see what happens. Um, so, okay. So we get it in the box. Well, actually, no, I, I want to go back a step. Yeah, okay. Zoe's obviously our bait to get it in the box, right? Yes. Yes. The Daphne of the group. Yeah. We've got you out there being all alluring for this demon sex monster. <laughs> uh, so where where are we? I want to actually, like, I want to think this through. Okay. What are our parameters? Like, what what's going to work to to trick it. I think if you did it at Tom's house. Do it at Tom's house? Yeah. Well, just because there's a lot of stairs. Yeah. You can really force it into a corridor. Yeah. And so it's walking up, like, the stairs. Because the bottom level's the garage. If mm. you guys are hiding, like, I'm at the t- the middle level, possibly third level yep. of the house. You guys, some of you are hiding in the garage. Some of you are hiding in the mid-level. Get It gets to the mid-level. Someone kicks it down the stairs. You guys there, bottom of the stairs with the box. Yeah. Lock. Can I can I ask a question? Do we think we've got the capacity to build a trapdoor? Yes. Yeah? Ooh. Yes. Sean's pretty handy. I've seen him build chess This boards. is true. <laughs> Carney, can you pull off a trapdoor? I could build a trapdoor. Oh my man. Yeah. Okay. We have a trap oh, if we have a trapdoor in this in the stairs with a box of soft concrete, wet concrete. That's probably wet concrete's the better term. <laughs> and, and it drops down into the wet, soft concrete. I feel like that's a pretty good pretty good scenario. Yeah. And then Tom moves. He has to move house. Yeah. Or we blow up the house. No, don't blow it up. Don't blow up the house. No, no, no don't no, blow no, the no, house no. up, Sorry. Sean. Sorry, I'm a pyromaniac. Don't blow the house up, because if you blow the house up, it's free. Because you almost have to, you can't just leave it there. You have to yeah. move it. Like, you've got to move the concrete yeah. slab mm. somewhere even, like, safer and isolated. That's a good point, Zoe. Where's the best spot to put this? Uh, so what we do is we buy a small lot of land in the middle of Australia. Yep. Done. Oh, that's good. I don't know. Something for a couple grand. It can't be that big. But it's ours, so no one can develop on it. Because that's always the big issue. Yeah. Is that people will just bury it in other land, and then 50 years from now, someone's going to dig it up, and i got no time for that. Yeah. So we buy a little block of land. It only has to be 20 metres. Not even. <laughs> we That's dig. very true, yeah. Just just 10. The, the, the world's deepest hole. And don't have like a marker or build anything on top of it. Let it just grow scrub over the top so no one even yep. knows there's something down there worth finding. Can't we just drop it in can't we just drop it in the ocean? Probably. Like if it's a slab of concrete. Because it will swim. No, but it's in concrete. It's in concrete in a locked oh, box. I don't know if it's in concrete. We just yeah. sink it. We call up our friend James Cameron, filmmaker, and go out to the Mariana Trench, drop it in. Would some curious crabs slowly chip away that concrete? Would scuba divers grab it out of there and be like, look what we found, and then fuck. Even if you could get 40 safe years, like, even even if you got an extra year. That's true. Like, just to kind of... How, how long are you... How long do you see your lifespan? Not long, man. I'm a smoker and I drink heavily. So, okay, I don't know, great. like 
32? Then why are we going to so much effort to save you? Come on. So we don't even have to keep it down there that long. <laughs> you give me an extra five years, I'll be fine. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like, So say, say we do drop it in the ocean and it's not found for another 80 years. By that stage, it's not Zoe's problem anymore. It's someone else's. Yeah. It's whoever's still alive. What happens if all the people that it's going after have died? Does it then just cease to exist? What if it goes after your bloodline? Or does it start again? Could go bloodline or it could oh, start again. Excellent question. Ooh. I think we don't put it in the ocean. I think we do Zoe's idea, bl- buy the smallest block of land, and then the burden, unfortunately, <laughs> mm. that we will have to pass down to ancestors of of our own is that you just have to keep driving past that block of land and just making sure everything's all right. Mm. Nobody's digging that up? All good. Just buy a drone. Just have a drone fly over that every couple of days. That's a good idea. It's weirdly an empty block of land, but it's got a Wi-Fi router just so we can check. <laughs> got the best Wi-Fi in the in the world, just in that one twenty meter. It doesn't need a drone. It just needs like buy it on a block of land that has like a, a secu- like a camera on the street corner. We just have to look at it every now and then. We could pay an intern. We could pay somebody to to look right. at it. We don't we don't have to keep looking at the video. Yeah. We don't want to relive old trauma. We'll just pay some some kid to do it. But then the kid will get curious and he'll dig it up. He'll be like, "Well, what am I guarding? We're fucked." <laughs> yeah. See, no, that's how you got to keep it in house. These four people. That's it. Four walls make a strong house. Fifth wall. What do you got? Pentagon. That's CIA. We don't want that shit. <laughs> the Pentagon is the worst shape. Fuck Pentagon. <laughs> it's true. It is the worst shape. Well, that, that feels like a solid win, and I think that is all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And I've been Zoe B. And if you any of you scary listeners want to contact us or say hi or suggest some movies, you can find us at 3 at gmi.com or on Twitter at... Scaredy Boys, or individually, I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Psychic of Dowie. I'm at Awkward Trade. And I'm at Zoe Sands Pants. And Zoe, thanks again so much for joining us. It's been an absolute treat to have you on board. Oh my God, thank you. Have me whenever you want me, please. Please let me know because this is my favorite show. Mate, whenever we need someone to just get the ST demon, <laughs> done. You're our girl. <laughs> yeah, done. I'll take one for the team. You're alleged, mate. Well done. Stay scared, everyone. <laughs>